Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with another episode of Post Daily Dose. The best little parenting show on the internet. I am going to adjust a little bit because you guys know I've got this hole back here from the doorknob. <laughs> and it bothers me. I don't want to look at it. So... There we go. If I adjust my uh, camera there, then we don't have to look at that. Hope you guys are having an incredible day today. I'm going to plug these books real quick. Uh, Brian's book, From Fear to Love. You can get this on promotion at feartolovebook.com. We have this book right here, The Great Behavior Breakdown. This is an excellent read. goes just a little bit deeper, telling uh, stories from the trenches, uh, addressing various behaviors, and uh, demonstrated, field-tested Field-tested interventions, field-tested approaches, field-tested understandings that have proven to be successful. You know what? That, I got to tell you, that is one thing. Hey, Carrie, nice to see you. One thing, I, you know, I can definitely say um, about Brian and I both and about this model is the things that we share and the, um, I don't even like the word interventions because there's not a lot of interventions that we teach. We teach more about the position of our heart, a deeper understanding. And from that place, we believe that all things will flow. Um, but everything that we talk about, everything that we share, all of our ideas and suggestions, come from literally field tested. <laughs> so all the things that we teach and talk about are things that we um, we use in our own family. They're things that we use in the operation of our group homes, our therapeutic foster homes, the training of other parents and therapists, um, the wraparound program that Brian has in Northern California. So uh, we are we are definitely walk the walk and we would not recommend anything that we've not tried ourselves. So, um, I think that's something that's kind of cool. And thank you, Gareth. Gareth says both of these books are outstanding. And actually there, there's a little bundle that has these two put together on our website, postinstitute.com. And when you buy them together, you get a little discount. We also have this incredible new workbook and it is incredible. Um, it really invites you to dig into thought about your child, your child's experiences, how those experiences may have an effect on their mind-body system and therefore um, will be demonstrated in behavior because behavior is communication. And it also invites us to dig into our own blueprints because that is usually where the tango begins, isn't it? We have our blueprints of how we experience life and how we see the world. And sometimes that is very different, vastly different from our children. So my topic today, I can't remember exactly what I said. I think I said something about um, you don't have to do life alone. And oh, that's a really big one in my heart. So um, I want to read something that um, I shared on Facebook. Um, it was written by David DeRoby uh, back in 2014. That's seven years ago. So when I tell you we've been doing this longer than Facebook was Facebook, uh, we've been doing this since before trauma-informed was even a term. Brian and I looked at each other when that came out. And we were like, oh, what did we think about? 
Why didn't we think of that? God, such a great term. But we didn't, and that's okay. Uh, Love-based parenting is the term we've used. Um, but I want to read this real quick. Acceptance between parents and children is the unspoken agreement that within their relationship, all is okay for now and forever. Acceptance does not imply that what you have done is okay, but rather you who, that you are okay. I accept you. There are things you may do or ways in which you behave that I disagree, but underneath it all, I accept you. You are my child. We will make it through. Once you accept, then you can truly love. Remember that unconditional love is love such there is nothing that a child can do to earn it, nor is there anything a child can do to lose it. That's really good, isn't it? That is really good. It's so beautifully written. I so appreciate David and his um, continued, he just continues to pour into families. Um, he continues to contribute to the Post Institute through his writing. And I absolutely love the way he put that into words back in 2014. Now let me talk about what this looks like sometimes in real life because it's so beautiful the way it's said. But sometimes the way it looks in real life is messy. It's just because we're humans. We're just messy humans. Anytime you have a great concept, you have great ideas, you just get a bunch of humans and it's going to get a little bit messy because that's just human nature. We're just a little bit messy. So this really makes me think about, um, it makes me think about my son and, um, he went through a phase, uh, in his late teens, early twenties where as he was stepping into the adult world and everything, everything he and I have gone through and experienced. First, I want to say that he's given me permission to talk because he wants to help. <laughs> he wants to help other families and he wants to help other kids and he wants to give people um, hope, you know, hope that they're, you know, it's going to be rough and there may be rough times, but, uh, but we can make it, we can make it and we can create a beautiful life. It may look different than anybody else, but because of that, he has given me permission to share a little bit about how life has been for us in the past at different times. So when he was in his late teens and early 20s, like many people in their late teens and early 20s, as they start stepping into the adult world, um, some, well, I don't know, I had a lot of chaos. I was able to do school, but I also had a lot of chaos. So I was in college, but I also was doing a lot of risk-taking and immature things. And so it's not, this isn't just uh, children from tough places. This is, I think, a lot of young adults when they're stepping into adulthood and they're out there in the world for the first time on their own and they start, you know, experimenting with drugs and alcohol and sexuality and whether or not I'm going to go to class, whether or not I'm going to go to work, having to deal with the natural consequences of my choices, meaning there is not a parent there's not a parent who is enforcing a consequence, but there are employers and there's police and there's academic professors. And so there's a whole bundle of consequences. And we learn from that, hopefully. Um, 
or, you know, my son wasn't in, and that was me, my son wasn't in an academic environment, but he went through similar phases of learning, only it was really on steroids. Like it was the same thing, only on steroids. Um, and part of what made it feel like it was on steroids was because the intense emotionality. So when something would happen, there would, there would be all this really intense emotion that came along with it. Um, when he first got a car, it was like every day there was something. There was some trouble with the car, or it didn't break down, or he'd get lost, or he'd get so many big things with that car. So I will tell you, one of the smartest things I did <laughs> was to get roadside assistance for $50 on the insurance. It was, it saved he and I both so much stress. So just parent to parent, it's well worth the 50 bucks to have roadside assistance. Um, the other thing was that it was like one chaotic experience after another and the struggle with like the struggle with relationship, trying to have close intimate relationship and it would bump up against all these fears, fears of rejection and abandonment and just, you know, it's just really hard, you know, all of those, all that history that he had, you know, and then it starts to kind of play itself out again in those first years of adulthood. And so it got to the point where I just really couldn't, like I could not, I couldn't, obviously there's no way I can fix all of that every day, every day. I can't intervene. I can't come pick you up. I can't call. I can't, I mean, like, it maxed me out. Like when they're young and you're like, oh yeah, I can help you. It's like, you kind of want your hands in it. Cause you're like, oh, I can help with this. I can help with that. Mm. We got to a point where it was so overwhelming for me that I couldn't like, it was, it was causing my brain to literally explode with stress. And I was a bitch. Like I was a bitch. And I was, and I said that to him, we had a conversation that was very much right along the lines of what David wrote. And the conversation was, honey, you are at the place in life where you get to make your choices. And whatever comes out of those choices is what comes out of those choices. You are moving so fast from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And so many things are happening that I can't, I can't handle it all. I can't manage it all. I can't fix it all. So, and it's making me a bitch. Like, you come to me, and I'm just bitchy. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of true. I said, and you don't like when I'm a bitch, and I don't like when I'm a bitch. So we have to come up with a different way of relating. So here's the thing. This is not about whether or not I love you. It doesn't, this isn't about whether or not I'm in it for the life. This isn't about I've got your back, because I've got your back. I'm not going to leave you but I cannot try to fix all the stuff that you get yourself involved in. You can come to me and you can talk to me and I will listen. Um, you can share, you can vent, but when it comes right down to it, it's all going to be kind of up to you to make the decisions about how you want to handle the situations you find yourself in. I love you. I love you. I love being your mom. Um, and I know that there'll be a lot that you learn through this. And that message became so important. And it still is. Like, that conversation 
with my son at 20 was a game changer. It created space in our relationship for me to let go of feeling like I needed to control because I felt like I needed to control, but I couldn't, right? And then I felt like I was supposed to clean up all this stuff, but I couldn't. And so realizing really what my limits were and what my boundaries were and being able to say, and I love you. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna help you in certain ways, but it, you know, I just need you to understand that I'll listen, but I can't fix it all. Now, that was about, well, that was about eight years ago that we had that conversation in our kitchen. I remember it like vividly. I can't tell you how many times the message that I had to send my son to let him know and remind him that he does not have to walk this earth alone. That's been, there have been times when he had to be separated. There were lots of different things he's gone through in this last seven years. But for him to know that he does not have to walk through life alone has been pivotal. That I love you unconditionally. That doesn't mean I agree with every decision you make. Nor did my parents. My parents by no means agreed with every decision I made. But I was always loved and I always knew I had them. They had my back. Not that they were going to fix it. Not that they were going to bail me out. But I had somebody. You know, I had people. And I, for my son to know he's got people was a life changer. And even now, now he's living in California and he's doing his thing. And, you know, the, I hear from him almost every day. Almost every day we message each other. And every two to three days we FaceTime. You don't have to go through life alone. It's such a powerful message. But the only way I could really authentically convey the message was by also knowing what my boundaries were in order to keep our relationship healthy. Because if I just, you know, if I just tried to fix everything or if I just, you know, put money after money after money, if I had no boundaries and I did those things and attached to those things were expectations and then if the expectations aren't met, then there's going to be resentment then that creates toxicity in the parent-child relationship because you're doing these things expecting a different result when in fact they're going to do what they're going to do. And our place is to just let them know that they don't have to go through life alone. Acceptance does not imply that what you have done is okay, but rather who you are is there are things you may do or ways in which you behave that I disagree, but underneath it all, I accept you. So, that's a pretty powerful message. If you've not already done so today, press pause on everything. Give yourself five to ten minutes to unwind, to be like, okay, that part of the day is done. My and teaching and fussing and did, uh, just just push pause on it. We can always come back to that. Get yourself grounded.
Take some deep breaths. And get into that place of unconditional love for your child. Open that space that says, whatever we have experienced today or yesterday, it's not gone away. It's still here, but it doesn't have to dominate. Negativity doesn't have to dominate. Fear doesn't have to dominate. We don't have to have the solution or the answer right this minute. This is a process. We're going to walk it out. And I love you. And you don't have to do life alone. I love you unconditionally. You cannot earn my love, nor can you lose my love. I love you just because you are. Get that position in your mind-body system. And go spend time with your children. Let the love you have from them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your being. And whatever space that looks like. Our kids love to play. If you can play, play. Let them lead. Let them tell you what role you're playing in pretend. Let them tell you how to build the Lego building to fit into the scenario. Get out the board game and maybe play the game or maybe take all the little people and make a game of your own. Whatever it looks like. Flop on the bed and watch a movie together. Look at your phones together. Touch if you can. If your children can tolerate touch and snuggles. Skin is one of our most sensitive pathways for healing. If, if, if touch is safe for your children, a back rub, a foot rub, snuggle up. Let them feel the love you have for them. All the things that you're hoping for them to learn are right on the other side of the relationship that you're trying to build. Remember, in any given moment, we can act out of our blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. We can get stressed out so easily. We can get fearful. We can get overwhelmed trying to fix it all. We can take one to two to three deep breaths. And we can choose love. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed evening and we'll see y'all tomorrow.